You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, Internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Most writers and radio show hosts know that to connect with your fans, you need to do more than just write books or record the latest podcasts. There are many different elements that go into forming an online platform, but there are also many hidden traps. To make matters worse, solid advice on how to survive the muddy waters is scarce. In the book Hidden Traps, I talk about some of the important issues of working with an online platform, highlighting traps that could put your physical or internet security at risk or be harmful to your reputation. Are your social media posts just links with a few disjointed words making you look like someone who can't complete a sentence? Did your new website cost you more than you anticipated? Are you leaking your personal contact details across the web without even knowing it? Then you need Hidden Traps. Hidden Traps is now available in paperback and ebook from a variety of retailers, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. Visit blackwolfpublications.com for more details. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-553-8687. That's 800-553-8687. Again, 800-553-8687. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. 
Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Sometimes riders feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a writer's bio for your websites. Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your writing into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. Internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. around us is an amazing place filled with beauty and with science. But let's face it, sometimes the science can be so confusing that it takes a PhD to understand it. Well, you're in luck. I just happen to have a PhD. Come and take a seat. Perhaps I can explain the world around us in a way we all can understand. Welcome to Conversations in Science. I'm Dr. Judy L. Moore. Call me Doc. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conversations in Science. I am Dr. Judy L. Moore, and as my intro says, I do have a PhD. For those of you who are new to the show, this is how it works. Today's topic, whatever the topic happens to be, I do my best to explain it in a way we all can understand. And my producer, Jesse, where are you? What's up, Doc? Hey, Jess. Well, it's Jesse's job to make sure that I don't get too techno babble on you because, let's face it, I'm a scientist. Sometimes I go techno babble. So, Jess, today's topic was specially asked for. What is it? All right. Today's topic is EMP devices, and it was asked for by one of our very loyal listeners, Ron. Well, okay. So, we were asking for EMP devices, and well, Ron. Here we go. Well, EMP devices, when we're talking about bits and pieces about that, can be quite complex. So I thought we might start and go right back to the basics. We're going to talk about what the electromagnetic spectrum is. Then we're going to talk about how, hmm, what an electromagnetic pulse is and what sort of effect it's going to have on some of the things around us. And then I thought I might point out some of the naturally occurring electromagnetic pulse devices that are out there 
and some of the man-made ones that we are surrounded by every day. And yes, folks, we have EMP devices sitting in our driveways. What? Wait a minute. I do not have a bomb in my driveway. No, you don't have a bomb. But you do have a device that will generate an electromagnetic pulse, which is what EMP stands for. So let's get to this. Okay, now you got me confused, Doc. (laughs) And I know, I love doing that. I love confusing her. It's great. All right, so let's start right back at the beginning. The electromagnetic spectrum. Well, that includes various different forms of energy that go from the microwaves and radio waves right through to visual light and infrared and ultraviolet. And you keep going on and you actually get X-rays and gamma rays. Gamma. That's what made gamma rays. Isn't that what supposedly made the Incredible Hulk the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Me green man. Me big. Me, me. Big distortion. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Gamma rays. Yeah. That, that was it. <laughs> So it's a huge spectrum that we're associated with. But basically, anything that has an electrical circuit or creates energy around it of some description will actually be surrounded by an electromagnetic field. Even humans. What? Hmm. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and I can't remember which episode it was in, but we, the human body, will actually emit infrared light. Yeah, we did talk about this. Now, I'm just like you on that. I don't remember what episode, but it was there somewhere. It was there. And, well, infrared sources is an electromagnetic source. It's part of the spectrum. Okay, so we've got those electromagnetic fields around us everywhere. But that doesn't mean that we are ourselves going to, I don't know, blow things up. No, that's not going to happen. But... What makes an electromagnetic pulse is anything that is a sudden burst of energy, generally in the form of electricity, that goes between two points instantaneously. I jokingly call my daughter an electrifying personality because sometimes she and I will touch and there'll be like this spark that goes between our skin. Well, that's actually an electromagnetic pulse. Just like when I rub a balloon on my sweater and use it to make my nephew's hair stand on end? Yep, you're creating an electromagnetic pulse. Okay, so not all electromagnetic pulses are scary. Some are fun. Some of them are very fun. I don't know how many times I've shocked myself doing various different things with scouts. (laughs) It's been so much fun sometimes. And then you also have things like your lightning can be an electromagnetic pulse. You have, we always make There's always, uh, when there's a solar flare on its way, electromagnetic pulses. And then, of course, you and I have had communications and you've gone through and put something in the microwave because we'll be talking about what we're going to talk about for the next month. And our Wi-Fi gets disrupted. Yeah, that's happened. Usually I'm zapping lunch or dinner. (laughs) But that is all sources of electromagnetic pulses that will disrupt electricity or various different things. So they're not all scary. Not all scary at all. But as soon as okay. I get away from that microwave, our, our connection clears right up. Exactly. 
That's exactly it. So they're not all permanent sources either. Okay. Now I said we all have electromagnetic pulse devices sitting in our driveway. The starter engine or the uh, starter motor for your car. Okay. For your gas engine ignition. That is an electromagnetic pulse device. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you mean when I go out, go out my front door, get up in my car, and start my car, I am creating an EMP field? Yep. Or am I creating an EMP pulse? You're creating an EMP pulse. Okay. Okay. And it's instantaneous. It's short duration, which is why it's a pulse. And what you're doing is you are disrupting all of the other electronics that are in the car. So if you happen to have your radio going or there's might be lights or some other bits and pieces, you notice how sometimes they, when you're turning on the car, the lights will dim or the radio will cut out or all that sort of thing. Right. The lights cut out for a second, but they come yeah, right back. You, yeah. You've disrupted the electrical fields elsewhere in the vehicle. So you have enough energy to create that spark that's needed to ignite your petrol. Okay. And for those of you who aren't used to UK, petrol and gas, gotta love Doc and her British slang. (laughs) It's also a Kiwi term. Petrol, gas, same song, second verse, you guys. Don't email me about it. Oh, did I do that again? No. Oops. I try really hard. I'm sorry. I do try. That's okay. They can cope. They can cope, Doc. (laughs) I just wanted to mention it. So we all have, in our everyday lives, electromagnetic pulse devices. It's a bit scary. Well, it's not scary. It's a bit enlightening. And okay, let's take the scary out of it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I love my microwave. And well, goodness knows, who doesn't use a car in this day and age? Got to go to the grocery store somehow. (laughs) There are some that I know that don't, but we won't go there. (laughs) All right. In this country, not having a car unless you live in like New York City is usually not an option. Public transit in this country is not always effective. Uh, Same here, but hey, we'll carry on. Okay. So what is the electromagnetic pulse doing? Let's talk about that for a moment. Okay. Earlier this earlier in the this century, so we're talking, you know, nineteen twenty five, so quite quite some time ago. Uh, a scientist named Crumpton had actually gone through and postulated the idea that if you were to bombard atoms, what we call low atomic atoms, with high energy waves such as x-rays, microwaves, or um, he was talking more specifically gamma rays. If you bombard it, well, the electrons associated with various different atoms, and I'll go back, I'll come back to this idea of an atom in a second. The electrons absorb the energy and then fly off in various different directions. They get knocked loose from the atom. We did talk about atoms when we were talking about heavy water and nuclear physics and all that sort of thing. Basically, an atom, to put it very simplistically, 
you'll have a nucleus, which is generally has protons and neutrons in it, where the neutrons have got no charge, protons have got a positive charge. And they're the weight of your atom. They're these little things that are just like, well, that's my atom. Are they the things that give it its its little number on the uh, periodic table deck? Yeah, the number of protons actually gives atoms the atomic number, where the neutrons sort of help. They sort of act like glue. They keep the protons apart enough so they can actually stick together because positive repels positive, negative repels negative, like charges repel each other. Got it. So, yeah. So they act so as the, the buffer zone. Thought of glue. They act as the buffer zone. Yeah, they act as like a buffer zone. So each of these atoms, they've also got electrons that are flying around. Now these electrons, some of them will stick quite nicely to the neutron to the nucleus, but some of them won't. If you actually give it that electron enough energy, it will go flying off in whatever direction, and it will just go happily and merrily on its way wherever it just wants to go. (laughs) The thing is, is electrons are actually affected by magnetic fields. And I know we have definitely talked about the Earth's natural magnetic field, because I know you thought I was crazy and insane because I was talking about the North Pole being the South Pole and all these other crazy things. Doc, you had too much eggnog. Let's face that one. (laughs) But the Earth does have a natural magnetic field about it. And those electrons are going to try to go in various different ways along that magnetic field. But because it's got so much energy, they're going to go, no, I don't want to go that way. I want to go this way. And no, I don't want to go. No, I want to go this way. And it, and it disrupts the magnetic field. And as a consequence, it disrupts electrical fields around various different devices and things go and they don't like you anymore temporarily most of the time but there is occasionally what can happen is you'll get your electrons will accumulate within the metal associated with various different electronic devices and so it creates a circuit a current that that's electro that electric device wasn't meant to have And it goes, no, I don't like this anymore, and it fries itself. Okay, so the electronic device just became fried. Now, I assume that's kind of permanent unless you can replace the parts. Yeah. If in those instances, that is pretty much it. If you can replace those components and you can replace like the diodes and the other bits and pieces of those things that fried itself, then yep everything will work again. If you can't, well, <laughs> then you've got a paperweight. Well, we're, we don't like paperweights, Doc. Occasionally we do. We like to tie the paper down, you know, occasionally. Well, when the fan's on. Yeah, I can deal <laughs> with that. But I don't want my cell phone to turn into a paperweight. I like no. my cell phone. Yep. I can totally understand that, especially you. That's okay. <laughs> so you have... That concept of what's happening with the the electromagnetic pulse, that's what's going to happen. But it's not just bombs. Okay, let's think about some of the natural sources. Wait a minute. This isn't the only way that an electromagnetic pulse is going to happen? No. Sorry. No. Natural source. Very freakish, but it does happen. 
lightning strikes. Have you ever heard of someone or ever had it happen to yourself where things have been struck by lightning and the amount of energy, electricity that just suddenly goes through whatever it's being struck? It's quite impressive. And it just fries everything (laughs) along its path. It just goes and melts. It melts metal. (laughs) That's a lot of energy, a lot of electricity, a lot of heat that is suddenly going through whatever it hits. That is, by all definitions, an electromagnetic pulse. It's instantaneous. It's short duration. It's sudden amounts of energy. Yeah, and it fries things. I've actually seen video of electricity of lightning strikes passing through things. And well, there was a lightning strike not too far from my house uh, about a, a little over a year ago. And most of my electronics were fine. If they were on surge protectors, had to replace a few surge protectors, but they did their job. The couple things that weren't, well, had to replace them entirely. But that's what surge protectors are designed for. That's what your fuse box in your house is designed for. If The surge protector has got in it a series of fuses. And if it detects an amount of current going through it, that's a sudden ramp up of current that it's not expecting, what will happen is those fuses, the fuse wires will melt and they will break, breaking the circuit. So electricity will no longer be able to flow through it because it's now trying to go through air and it doesn't like that. But that's what they're designed to do. That's what the circuit breaker is totally designed to do. A sudden surge of power and it goes poof to protect everything else in the house. You put the surge protectors on your uh, various different appliances. Again, it's, that's what it's designed to do. It's to stop that sudden surge of electricity flowing through the circuit to protect whatever the device is. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think I'm with you so far. So you have to maybe replace that sort of thing, but you can cope with that. I mean, yeah, it's annoying and yeah, it costs money, but yeah, don't put a nail in your circuit breaker, please. No. Because you have a fuse that keeps blowing. Please don't do that. That's called, call the electrician, isn't it, Doc? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I can actually go to the hardware store and get new fuses for my circuit breakers and get fuse wire and, and repair it myself if I have to. But yeah, no, if you have a, just a warning of safety, guys, if you have a, a circuit in your circuit breaker that keeps wanting to go kapoof, 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 yeah, there's a reason that it wants to keep going kapoof, kapoof, kapoof. That's so, not an invite to put a nail there. Please don't. Just, just don't. Because that would be defeating the point of the circuit breaker. Because that nail isn't going to melt. Yeah, totally. And your house could go up in flames. So yeah, just just don't. (laughs) Please don't. Okay, so electrical safety tip from Doc. Don't put a nail in in place of a circuit breaker or fuse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's meant to have a certain size wire, a certain diameter wire for a reason. Okay, moving right along. Other sources of natural electromagnetic pulses, meteors. Okay, wait a minute, Doc. You mean those shooting stars? Yep. 
In fact, that's why you see the light coming through them. It's basically you have, it's reacting to the atmosphere and you'll see that trail of light as a consequence. And that is, remember I said right early on that light was part of your electromagnetic spectrum. Well, that pulse of light, it's an electromagnetic pulse. But you will actually sometimes get, uh, especially on the larger meteorites, you will actually sometimes get an actual um, gamma ray or some other type of other section of spectrum that will create electrical disruptions. And there's always been, I think I've, I've seen it several times in, you know, movies where they talk about some, and what is it, some meteor coming down and it's going to crash land and they're listening to the radio and then the radio goes all staticky. That's the effect of the electromagnetic pulse as now, that meteor is flying overhead. Is science fiction taking license with that or would, could that really happen? That could. I mean, if a meteor is flying directly overhead your house, yeah, things could definitely get a little bit disrupted and, and all that sort of thing. That particular thing is, yeah, okay, very believable. So that's science fact, not science fiction. Yeah, that one's science fact, but will it go to the extreme that they take it? Mm, possibly not. That can be a bit more extreme. Yeah, because fiction is known for, well, they take a lot of artistic license, Doc. And they embellish, yeah. I mean, if we if we want to talk about pulp fiction in, in a way, we take the, the latest version of War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise you had those, the aliens were coming down and they, they were bursting the ground with these pulses. And they were effectively electromagnetic pulses that they were hitting the ground with. And your the Tom Cruise character, I can't even remember what his name was. That tells you how much I paid attention to that movie. But he found a car that wasn't working and no one could figure out why it was working. He changed a couple of the components out. He was taking taking a look at the electrical components. And the character even said something about all he had to do was change out a particular motor and that was it. And then the car was working. Now, question here, Doc. basically what would happen. Back to this movie for two seconds. Would we actually be able to see those pulses or was that artistic license? Well, you can see the pulses to a certain extent when they come off of a meteor because there's that light that comes off. So if if the pulse is generating uh, waves within the visual spectrum of light, then yes, we will be able to see it. Most of the time, no. Okay, so it'd have to be a specific kind. It has to be a very specific wavelength of wave before we can actually see it because the human eyes can only see a tiny spectrum, and I mean it is a tiny spectrum of the electromagnetic spectrum as a whole. Okay. Okay. So carrying on, most situations, if you're talking about these electromagnetic pulses, if they're permanent, if you can replace the components, yeah, you're sweet. You're all good to go. In terms of other man-made sources, you have your power line surges. Um, I don't know about you, but all the overhead power lines that we have in our region they're actually deliberately held apart by a circular ring. So when the winds blow them, they don't sort of push together and create a, uh, a spark, 
which would be an electromagnetic pulse. I've seen things like that, Doc. Yeah, I I hope you're starting to see how there are so many different ways that electromagnetic pulses could come about. They literally are, by definition, a change or a sudden increase in how the electricity would flow from one point to another. And it is temporary. It is a, a short duration. It's sudden and it's large. So why is everybody freaking out about the fact that uh, one could come after the effects of a nuclear bomb blast? I mean, I hate to go to the scary realm, Doc, but yeah. Okay. We've got an idiot with nuclear weapons running around the earth. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit scared by that too. Okay, so when you start weaponizing electromagnetic pulses, there are two different ways of doing it. One is to use nuclear methods. And the other one is to use non-nuclear methods. In the nuclear blast, so we're going to talk about the nuclear weapons to start with, you get the shock wave of the bomb itself, which does a lot of damage. Seconds later, that's followed by the heat wave. Within microseconds later, that's followed by your gamma ray burst. And you're talking only you know, 0.5% of the energy from the bomb is your gamma ray burst. But that gamma ray burst is what's going to create your electromagnetic pulse effect. Okay, so we're talking like 0.5% of the bomb's energy is actually going to be converted into this thing. Yeah, you're talking about a very, very tiny fraction. And then, of course, you have your nuclear fallout and you have all these other things associated with the nuclear bomb. The radius of your electromagnetic pulse effect is going to be confined to the radius of your bomb shockwave. Okay, so if, God forbid, and I don't want this to happen, but let's just say the lunatic that none of us like, Kim Jong-un, decides to set something off on the East Coast. California is not going to have their electronics scrambled by this thing. No, it's too far, too much of a distance for them to feel that effect. Anything and everything, any and all waves associated with that bomb is going to be completely dissipated by the time it has traveled that distance to such minimal effects that no one's going to feel it. Okay. Now, if it was right on top of them, that's a different story. No, I said it happened on the East Coast. (laughs) Okay. Where there is a little bit of confusion about how much effect an EM pulse from a nuclear bomb or any other bomb would have is where is that bomb detonated itself? Is it detonated on the ground? Is it detonated underground? Is it detonated underwater? Is it detonated in the atmosphere? Is it detonated in space? Okay. All of these things have an effect on to how much of an effect the EM pulse will have. So, well, I don't recall hearing anything about an EMP pulse going up when North Korea did their last nuclear test, not to take this show into political but current events type range, because they did it underground. So I'm assuming the Earth was an insulator there. That's exactly it. Basically, the waves that come off of these bombs are spherical. They go out in a spherical way. And... The, the energy has to travel through whatever medium they encounter. So if they're underground, 
all of that energy that's being dissipated has to move all of that earth for it to move for the various different waves to keep going on. And the earth will act a bit as an insulator. It's a very good insulator for electricity, as a matter of fact. Remember, we're talking about EMPs. So gamma rays, it goes through and disrupts the electrons associated with these atoms. And the electrons go flying off in different directions. Those are electrical. They're all associated with electrical fields. So if they're going through an insulator, well, it's going to stop those electrons from moving far enough. So they're not going to travel very well. So that's Water why... is an insulator to a certain extent. Very limited, though. But that's why nobody's, no planes fell out of the sky when North Korea did it, because they did it underground. Because they did it underground. And then, but if you're doing, if you're talking about something that's on the surface of the Earth, well, you're still going to get an EMP field, but you're not going to get as strong as an EMP field, because remember, they're spherical. And a large amount of that sphere is going to go straight into the ground rather than above it. The dangerous ones are the ones that are in the atmosphere, especially upper atmosphere, because the atmosphere is so thin, there's not much air, and there's, so there's not much there to stop the electrons from going every which direction and go, wee, 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 I want to go that way, I want to go that way, I want to go that way. There's not much there to stop them and attenuate them. And as a consequence, that EMP field is going to have a greater effect than something near the ground. Dare I say it? If it's coming from a nuclear bomb, EMP field is going to be the least of your worries. It's going to be the radiation fallout that I'm going to be more scared about. Thank you. Well, if it's on the other side of the globe, by the time it gets to you, it'll be very much dissipated. Yeah, but I still, radiation fallout, um, yeah, I'm not going to like that. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) likes that stuff, Doc. I mean, hey, we don't want to glow in the dark. (laughs) No, definitely not. No, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> I mean, I love my glow stick. I don't want to look like one. <laughs> okay, so let's move it away from nuclear. Non-nuclear EMP devices, they do exist. We do have them. And the U.S. military has been experimenting them with them since the 1950s. That long, so we, Doc? So this, is, this ain't new. This is definitely not new. And this, by the way, is how we know about... EMP shielding. This is why we have EMP shielding on a lot of our devices nowadays, because scientists have been experimenting with electromagnetic pulse devices, non-nuclear electromagnetic pulse devices, since the 1950s. So we know the effects that it's going to have and how to potentially negate them. Okay, so we're not totally sitting ducks waiting for stuff to happen. A lot of things are shielded. A lot of things are shielded now. Yeah. There will be some things that aren't because they can't be. Like you said, you know, you've got some of the devices in your own house because of the way they work. They can't be on surge protectors. Well, and that'll be the same thing, you know, because of the way they work, some things can't be on, uh, have EMP shielding, but a lot of things will. Okay. And it's, and it's because we have this understanding of what effects things have. We know what to expect. All right. So this isn't the end of the world. You may need a no. new cell phone, but it's not the end of the world. <laughs> 
into the cell phone. Hmm. That could be, hmm. Oh, that could be entertaining. (laughs) Oh yeah. Just imagine the whole generation of millennials to get all their news by cell phone suddenly cut off from their Twitter. Oh, I think some of them would go into absolute. Oh yeah. Okay. We won't go there. (laughs) We won't go there. Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, it could, it could be fascinating to watch. It could be absolutely hilarious to watch, but we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to picture right, so, your teenager without their cell device connected to them, huh? Yeah, no, no, we won't go there. So, yeah, the non-nuclear EMP devices have been around for a very long time. The, the There is actually websites on a variety of different websites that talk about the mathematics and the science behind some of these devices and I have to admit, I was looking at them last night going, um, yeah, even I don't understand what that electrical circuit even means. I'm sorry, I don't read electrical circuits. But all of these websites that have this information, you cannot build an EMP bomb from them. There's not enough information. They're just talking about the science behind it and the, and the way the things work to generate whatever they're generating. They're okay, always so you missing. You didn't find a, a how-to like, manual when you, when you were out there last night. But I'm sure guys no emails. I'm sure there's some there's one out there. There's one out there for everything these days, but we're not putting one out. No, we're not going to. And I the the I'm sorry. The electrical circuit designs and all that sort of thing means no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not going to even link them to you. I'm sure if you really want to, you could find it. But I'm, yeah, no. But this information, it there's not enough detail within the papers, within the articles that are there to actually generate and come up with your own. I am sure there are people out there that are smart enough to figure it out. But hopefully they're smart enough not to even try to use it. Uh, probably a fast way to get the Secret Service at your door, among others. <laughs> yeah, we just don't want to go there. So, warning, guys, warning. But it is an interesting concept to understand that we've been looking at this since the 1950s. Shielding exists because of it. Okay. Everything's okay. We'll be fine. We'll just laugh our heads off as certain people get cut off from social media. That's all. Okay, so... It it will be a disaster for a while, but it can be fixed and recovered from. Yeah, it definitely can. The simplest, the more simplistic the circuitry, the easier to fix things it will be. Dare I say it? Those fans of ham radios, the old style dialing radios. You guys have got it sweet. You're going to have so much fun because you're going to be able to talk to so many people much earlier than everyone else. <laughs> okay. Well, that so basically people want to try and have uh, something nice and simple on hand. Learn to be a ham operator. Yep. That sounds like an idea to me. All right. Okay, Jess, have any questions? Is there anything I didn't cover? Doc, I'm taking a look here. I think we're about done. I mean, I really have to say, guess what? I can't think of anything else. Wow. Yeah, I'm a bit stumped as well. So, yeah, we're surrounded by EMP pulse devices. Our car has one, and that's the way it works, guys. It's We understand 
what the pulses do to electronics, which is why we have EMP shielding with a lot of our stuff nowadays. Yeah, don't panic. Honestly, just please don't. There are things that are much scarier than being without your cell phone. Well, thanks, Doc. I think I now understand EMPs. Well, and thanks to Ron of our faithful listeners to actually suggesting the idea. If any of you have any other ideas, do please let us know. Well, that brings us to an end of another Conversations in Science. If you have any questions about science and about some of the world around us, feel free to drop me a line. I'm on Twitter, and you can find me at Judy L. Moore. Or you can look me up on Facebook, Judy L. Moore. Or you can drop me a line on my personal website, JudyLmore.com. I think you're seeing the pattern here. Then, of course, if you are interested in some of the other projects I do, which is the writing and editing, feel free to check me out on blackwolfeditorial.com. But then, of course, don't forget, if you are wanting more information about the science, you can also contact us at the station with the email of science at klrnradio.com. Then, of course, there's my cohort that keeps going through and popping up. You mean me, Doc? Well, for anybody who wants to track me down... You can find me on Twitter at Jesse's POV. And you can also drop me a line at the station at Jesse's POV at KLRNRadio.com. Bye, guys. Bye.